Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Congratulations. You found it. You know what time it is. This is New York Game Day. It's three hours of the most informative and entertaining NFL news in the league. Welcome in. It is New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks, Amani Toomer coming to you live from the Meadowlands Racetrack. America's number one sports book brought to you by Wendy's. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef, baby. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually quite hungry. Uh, Amani. Me too. Uh, um, what, what's your 40 time? Um, what do you think your four? Oh, well, let me ask you. What was your forty time coming out of college? I was like a, a high four three. Ooh, that's impressive, especially for no, your you size. Weren't. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, look at Mike. Mike Tannenbaum joining us as well. He's coming to you uh, from Bristol, Connecticut. When four four at the combine, high four four at the combine. But remember, your they, pro day. My pro day, I was like a four three, and then when I yeah, so when four th- high four three, so I was like four three eight something like that. But you remember, Mike. Back in those days, nobody ran because the track was so slow, right? And then they changed up the track, and now you can wear all these special cleats, and they have these special uniforms. I ran in Harachis. I ran my 40 <laughs> at the Combines in Nike Harachis. Stop it. Yes. Mike, Mike, where were you when, when Amani? do you remember Amani coming out of college? Do yeah, you? he passed me over. Yeah, I sure do. Well, you know, <laughs> they only ran 39 yards at Michigan, so we had to adjust the timing. <laughs> No, he, was a, he was a really good player, Anita. All, all KSI, Amani was a really, really good college football player that we all thought would have the same sort of pro career, which, of course, he did. Where, where were you when Amani came out, Mike? What, what organization were you with? What, what year was it? 96. 96, I was with the Browns. Oh, excuse oh. me, the Saints. No, Saints. I was with the Saints in 96. Oh, wow. The Saints. Interesting. I think I was living in New Orleans at that time, Mike. Oh, wow. Okay. I was living. I was living on the corner of Dumont and Dauphine in the French Quarter. Mm. Yeah, I was uh, uptown. I was yep. running a. Co- I was running a coffee shop in the in in the day, and I was producing for Fox TV at night with uh, Joe Trahan, Lionel Bien- Bienvenu, and Jim Gallagher. Bienvenu. That's a very. Do you remember? Thing. You remember those dudes, Mike? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was their producer. Anyway, all right. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice, uh, nice throwback to what we were all doing in 1996. Uh, but we are here, and we're at the uh, Meadowlands Racetrack again. Mike Tannenbaum joining us from Bristol, Connecticut. I was just there. I drove home. Were you there yesterday? Uh, no, I was not in Bristol yesterday. Okay, so just strangers passing in the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Amani parked. Uh, at MetLife Stadium. I parked at the stadium. And then, and then, thinking, oh, it's right there. I could see it. It can't be that far. He's got Mike. He's got little sweat beads all over his forehead. And I had to basically walk jog all the way over <laughs> here with my backpack and but my jackets. I'm so, I'm surprised, Imani, because it's a giant home game, and I'm surprised that they didn't take better care of you. Well, you know, I don't think it's they that let I... me in the parking lot earlier. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't they think... let me in the parking lot before everybody else. There's a whole line of people, and I just flashed my card, and they're like, Yeah, you're good. 
you can go through it. I was like, thank you. Of course, of course. <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, I don't like pulling that. So, uh, so we're here. If you're heading out to the stadium, uh, we welcome you to come out. Um, but, but drive here, drive, <laughs> drive to the Meadowlands Racetrack. Come in, say no, hello. Get some exercise. You know, we have an obesity problem here. You know, there's going to be some wings and all that stuff. Get yourself a little extra exercise. Steal it whenever, at every opportunity you possibly can. And that's what I did this morning. So I'm good for the uh, workout for the rest of the day. Good for you. Hey, we need to get you in shape for pickleball, dude. You said you're going to come out and play. Uh, New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Bud Light. Sunday's chore, loading Bud Light in the fridge. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. So, gentlemen, I, I hosted my show yesterday, and I thought for sure I was going to get a plethora of calls. Giants, Jets fans calling each other. Nah, yeah. man, we, we own New York. We're the better team. We've got the better defense. We got the better running back, blah, blah, blah. And to, to much of my surprise, the majority of calls were like, this is just another game. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it, to go to the playoffs for both teams, this is the least amount of, of real value that you can have on a game. Of course you want to win the games, but the games that you really circle on are the division games and the conference games. The non-conference games are kind of like, you know, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, they're not like preseason or basically the entire college football season with all the dreck uh, competition that they have. They have like one, anyway, let me, <laughs> let me get back on my thing. But um, Get down off that soapbox. Yeah, I mean, get it off the soapbox. So I, I just feel like, you know, it, it doesn't mean as much because there's no real bite to this game. The What it means in terms of record is important, but in, what it means in terms of getting to the playoffs, the AFC versus the NFC games mean the least. So, but, but at the same time, and, and Mike, I want to go, go to you here. Like, a lot of times, don't you think, like, ownership, don't you think that John Mara and Steve Chiss are sit, sitting back and going, we better effing win this game, right? Like, I think like, for other reasons. I think to oh, yeah. get back no. in, the, in the playoff race. You think so? 100%. I'll tell you, you know, like when I was at the Jets, you know, I was there for a while, like we always looked at the Patriots and the Giants, and that was just the reality. And, you know, publicly at the time, you certainly can say every game matters or we care about Miami or Buffalo, but the truth was, you know, at the time Miami and Buffalo were down for the most part, so it was really us in New England and then, mm -hmm. of course, you know, sharing the city with, you know, the Giants, and at the time, too, you know, trying to get the Giants' name off the side of the stadium and building a stadium. <laughs> like, it mattered to, you know, it mattered in the organization. It, um, it just wasn't another game. Also, uh, Mike, aren't you fighting for ad dollars? Right, yeah. like, like, right, yeah, no, like, like, there, like, there's, there's, like, there's money behind this. Like, you, like, you want to be the team of New York and New Jersey. You want to be the better team. Your, yeah, your sales that, department is fighting for ad dollars. That's gonna take a lot. Like, honestly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of I see, I see a lot of Jets fans are very passionate, but when you're talking about like New York's team, you know, it's like the Yankees and the Mets. Like the Yankees could be, you know, the Mets could be as good as they want to be at the end of the day, or the Knicks and the Nets. It's just the team that was here first has the legacy fan base, and I I just don't I, I, maybe because I'm coming from the other side, the Giant side, right. I just don't see it. So uh, I mean, we we definitely want to beat the. The Jets as like like kind of like uh, you know just to kind of reaffirm the fact that you know we have the Super Bowls and they kind of haven't had a Super Bowl since before Mike was born 
And, you know, they <laughs> haven't really had good quarterbacks. They haven't really had a team. Any, you know, they, they've, they've struggled, you know. Ownerships, switching hands. and you know, it just, It's just not as steady as an organization. I don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against the Jets, but it, I just don't feel like, you know, you just don't feel like they're threatening you. You know what I mean? It just, that, that's the way it feels. It, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I you know, and, and as you know, Money, I, I work for the Giants organization for, what, six, seven years, part of their broadcast team uh, when, when I first moved here to New York, and, and that was fantastic, uh, and covering the, the Jets. So I've been, I, I've, I've been to both facilities, mm-hmm. right? And when you and you know when you yeah. walk into when you walk into the Giants facility, it's cherry wood. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know you just you, you feel like you're on your best behavior. Yes. Right. You yes. walk you, you <laughs> walk you, you and especially when I when I was hired, Tom Coughlin was there, and yeah. I don't you know I, and I'm sure Tom didn't like the fact that like some chick was roaming the halls while his players were in and out of meetings and you know what what have you right like like yeah. I was literally on my best like you you walk around and and your your T's are, are you know your eyes are dotted your T's are crossed. Mm-hmm. When I walk into the Jets facility, man, I'm like. Dude, what's up? Where's the ATMG? <laughs> like, where are you? Like, you know, you're just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's a pile up, man. It's a party. Let's go. Let's go. Like, it's, it's, it's different. It's yeah. just, it's the, the organizational and, and, and my, and Mike, you work for, right? Like you were the general, you like the organizational cultures. It's just night and day. Yeah, actually, um, <clears throat> you know, to be candid, when the stadium deal was done, you know, we were given 20 acres at the Jets to build a facility. So for years, we were commuting from Hofstra, and we really feel felt like that was a transformational opportunity. And, and something I'm proud of to this day, I don't know if you guys have been to the Jets facility in Florham Park, but yes. you know, the first, yeah, the first floor is 100 yards of absolute like performance and excellence for the players. There's nothing on that first floor in Florham Park, New Jersey, that a pro athlete would need from nutrition to stretching to recovery to the best food possible to the adjacencies of the video department to the uh, classrooms the ability to have classrooms uh, on the field everything was done with the excellence for players and wellness and uh, their experience and the other thing too where Florham Park New Jersey was it, it was designed in particular to give a disparate sort of opportunity for so if people wanted to live in the city they could if people wanted a rural experience, they could have that. So there was a lot of effort that went into it. And uh, I applaud the Johnson family because they saw it as an opportunity to sort of like change the trajectory of the franchise and the narrative about what the experience would be like for a player. Listen, both facilities are phenomenal. Uh, I'm, I'm just – what what I was referring to was just the organizational culture between the two. Yeah, no, they're both professional. You know, they're Eight. both great – organizations. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. Again, Anita Marks, Amani Tumor is coming to you live from the Meadowlands Racetrack uh, right above the FanDuel Sportsbook. And so we welcome you to come out. If you're heading out to the stadium to tailgate, pop over here first. Uh, We've got some Sharpies. Um, Amani's uh, all warmed up. He still has beads (laughs) of sweat uh, flowing off of his forehead, so he's ready to to sign some autographs. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum joining us from Bristol, Connecticut, because uh, he's uh, he's really uh, going to work today. He's he's making that paper. Yep. He's earning the, he's earning, the he's earning those Benjamins up there, the big up there in oh, Bristol, yeah. Connecticut. Uh, when, when we come back, guys, let's do a deeper dive into this matchup in regard to X's and O's. The defense, uh, the running backs, the quarterbacks. Again, uh, 
if, if you didn't hear yesterday, Daniel Jones ruled out means another start for uh, Tyrod Taylor. Also, Anthony Thomas is doubtful. Not sure what's going to happen with, uh, with uh, Evans as well. Neil. Evan Neal. Evan Neal. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I go Neal Evans sometimes. So, uh, but, so it's thank all that you. pickleball. Getting, yeah, y'all, it's all that. getting y'all mixed up. It does. <laughs> it does. And I had a pickleball party yesterday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, when we come back, 800-919-3776. We'll also take your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You told us a couple weeks ago that Daniel's going to play again this year. Was that based off of what the trainers have told you, or is that just you, your hope? Like, you hope he plays again? Yeah, I'm not going to go back to that, Connor. Appreciate the question. i just say he's getting better, and we'll see where he is next week. I guess ask it again, then. Do you think he'll play again this year? Yeah, he's getting better, and we'll see where he is next week. I don't have a crystal ball with injuries, but he is getting better, and we'll see where he is next week. That is a little less declarative than what you were previously. Yep. So you can't answer that in the end. Yeah, well, again, I just go with the information that I get. Today he was out. He's getting better. We'll see where he is next week. Wow, we got a yep. I can't stand yep. When I'm talking to somebody and they're like, yep, I'm like, uh-oh. I've, I've, I've pissed someone off. When it, <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep, Boy. sure. I mean, listen, I, I've never met, I've never met uh, Brian, Brian he's Dable. He's great. I, I, I'd, Straight up. Right? Straight up and down. I I'd like love it. to meet him. I'd love to sit and talk football with him for like, you know, a few minutes. He's the, he's the kind of guy that like, he doesn't like, if you go and talk to him, he's not going to talk football with you. He's going to talk whatever. He's going to talk life, shoot the breeze, tell him what's on his – like he's not the type of guy that's like always locked in. Right. He knows when to turn it on, turn it off. And I can appreciate that because, you know, he knows that most people aren't going to – you know, you're not going to want to talk X's and O's and stuff with him and strategies with, with those guys. Anita Marks, Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum joining us as well. Mike, have you had any uh, contact, any uh, relation with, uh, with Brian Dable? Have you ever met him before, spent some time with him? Bueller? Mike? Mike? Oh, yeah. Oh, the bike. Sorry. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> but works better when the mic's on. Yeah. Is he there? Did he, yeah. Is he doing yeah. a hit on, on SportsCenter? I don't know. We got SportsCenter up. We're looking for you. Checked in clear. That's we, what it is. We see, we see Coach Herm up there talking uh, Bengals and 49ers. Anyway. Yeah. No, uh, I, uh, I I work with Brian for a number of years, and uh, he, he's a good friend. And I think um, you know the best story I like to tell about Brian that's like the essence of him being a, a problem solver was – 
when we traded for Brett Favre uh, going back to the 08 season, somehow him and Shotty, Brian Schottenheimer, found out that Brett likes uh, crossword puzzles. So the very first installation that they did when he became a Jet and a lot of fanfare and we wanted to get him comfortable as quickly as possible, Brian walked into the first meeting with Brett as a Jet and handed him the installation in the form of a crossword puzzle. And I thought that was just like really smart coaching, being a great listener, being a great problem solver, and that's who he is. Now, I will say like him dealing with the New York media and like Daniel Jones, like I don't think that's something he enjoys or not that I think many coaches will, but um, that's just something that unfortunately you have to deal with. And, um, you know, the media here we know is it's the best of the world and it's they're going to it's a very high bar and, you know, words matter. And, you know, he has to be careful in those situations. And I'm sure he, you know, that frustrates him at times. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jets and Giants. Even though this is a home game for the Giants, it is for the Jets as well. Let's be honest. Absolutely. The only difference is they're driving up and the stadium's blue, not green. Uh, well, actually, Giants plus actually, they have to come out of a different locker room today. So just to take our fans behind the scenes a little bit, when the stadium was built, there's actually four locker rooms for football games. So there's actually two different away locker rooms, uh, depending if it's a Jet or Giant home game. And typically what the Jets would do is they would come out uh, you know, to the home side, and then there's a way uh, right behind the bench to get to the locker room. This is the one time. It's once literally every eight years they can't do that. So they'll have to go out a side entrance and go around the back of the end zone to get to the visitor side. Wow, that's un- unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. Because I remember when we played the Jets, we just came out of our – well, I played in the old stadium, but we just came out of the yep. regular locker room. So. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, And by the yeah. way, there was a coin toss when this stadium was built about who was going to have what locker. Like every inch of the stadium was literally a 50-50 discussion. Wow, that's great. And, and it came together nicely. I think it's one of the nicer stadiums in the league. Really? Have you been to SoFi? No, I haven't. Here's what I don't understand. You've got <laughs> you've got two you've got two owners. Yeah. Okay, and and they couldn't come cl- like SoFi is you, uh, Mike, yeah, like, Mike, SoFi. Mike. You've been to SoFi, right? Yeah, I think the difference though, right, is that the Rams own SoFi and the Charger. Excuse, yeah, and the Chargers are a tenant. This is a partnership, so I think that's Dual why ownership. it's different. still yeah. you're you, so you got two you know gazillionaires putting their money together. You walk you walk into SoFi, you're like, whoa. Like your jaw yeah. drops. You're like, yeah, but like, <gasps> you also got to understand it's L.A., right? Okay, and, this is New York no, no, slash no, New no, Jersey. No, 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 I'm talking about the, the Northeast versus the West Coast. I mean, it's the the weather is a little different, so you got to take that into account, right? You know, the snow, the uh, the rain. You got to take that into account. Stadiums aren't made the same everywhere. You can have a lot more liberties when there's. You don't have to worry about snow and cold weather and having your 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 fans being out freezing a little bit. All right. Well, let's talk about the game. Uh, Giants getting three at home, wink, wink, uh, coming out of their uh, their locker room where the Jets are going to have to walk around the stadium. I don't know. Maybe they have to walk there from where we are, mm-hmm. uh, make it more difficult. Uh, the over-under is 34.5. Now, here's what's interesting, guys. This opened up at 36.5. It's mm-hmm. now down to 34.5. I got it at 36.5, and, and I went the under because I know we, we save our, our score predictions for the end of the game, but uh, I'm jumping the gun here. Like, mm. I'm looking at like 13-10, 17-13, something like that. Uh, but, but as we just heard from Brian Dable, beyond him just saying, yep, uh, no Daniel Jones mm-hmm. today. Another week of Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Amani, let's start with you. You're mm-hmm. there at the facility each and every week. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this is a Tyrod Taylor who came very close to beating the Bills, helped the Giants get a victory last week, and very well. Listen, I, I'm, I don't have true conviction here in regard to who wins this game. I, I, I think either team very well could win this game. Uh, your thoughts on Tyrod Taylor and the decision to, to roll with him again this week? Well, I think the decision really is when is Daniel Jones healthy? Because, finance, you know, I always say follow the money, and you got to follow the money. And the fact that Daniel Jones has that big contract, the Giants committed to him. You know what I mean? And they, I know they value Tyrod Taylor, but at the end of the day, they want the who put the, you know, who they value as their franchise quarterback to be their quarterback. So I don't think there's a quarterback controversy, but I will say when you watch Tyrod Taylor operate this offense, it's no surprise that Darren Waller's all of a sudden back on the map. It's no surprise that Jalen Hyatt the last couple of weeks has been making big plays. And, the, and Wandale Robinson has been much better in terms of being involved and incorporating the offense. I think the offense runs smoother, and I think that's more of a function of the fact that Tyrod Taylor knows this offense like a reflex. I think when you look at Daniel Jones, I think he knows the offense. I'm not questioning that. I'm just saying it's not a reflex yet. It's not muscle memory yet. And I think that uh, this is only a second year in this offense. Tyron Taylor has been with this offense for a long time at Buffalo mm -hmm. up there with, with, with uh, Dable and all the, and their schemes that they try to do. So I, I just think it's a matter of you, if I'm Tyron Taylor uh, and I'm, or if I'm, excuse me, if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm picking – Tyrod Taylor's brain about everything. I'm trying to figure out why he goes everywhere. Why does he see the field faster? Why does, he, why does things come out of his hand quicker? And why does he uh, solve problems better in the pocket? Uh, I know it's not ability. I think it's just all how to mass, not just understanding the offense, mastering the offense. And I think that's what Daniel Jones, I'm not saying he's not, a, he doesn't understand what's going on, but there's a difference between understanding and making it muscle memory or reflex. Mike, is it safe to make the argument that, and, and not to take anything away from Tyrod Taylor and, and, and watching the games, I understand exactly what you're talking about, but Mike, is, is it safe to say that having Saquon, but let's keep in mind, Saquon Barkley has That's been back too. for him the last two weeks. When Saquon is there, defenses have to play honest. They can't stock, stack the box. They can't be as aggressive rushing the passer because you always have to be aware of Saquon Barkley because he's such a, a, a threat. You know, do you feel Saquon Barkley has been uh, a, a real important reason why we're seeing the success from Tyrod Taylor, Mike? Yeah, it certainly helps. I mean, that's why, you know, I've said for several months the Giants made a massive mistake by not paying Saquon Barkley. He, he is by far their best football player. And I think we're seeing, like, that dogmatic approach to the running back discussion starting to, you know, ease. Like, we saw Jonathan Taylor sign extension. We saw Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson go in the first round. Someone's going to pay... Saquon Barkley, you just talk to people around the league. Like when they're thinking about the Giants, they're thinking about stopping Saquon Barkley. So exactly, it, 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 this whole notion that he's a running back never made any sense to me. Not all running backs are created equal. So, um, but with that said, I agree with Amani. You know, right now Tyrod Taylor's just playing better football than Daniel Jones, and they would have a bona fide quarterback controversy. I don't think there's any question that the tempo of this offense, the efficiency of this offense, is just better when Tyrod Taylor's playing. 800-919-3776. Gentlemen, we've got a boatload of calls. Ira, uh, Joe, Justin, Brian, uh, hang tight. Uh, we'll get you guys when we get back. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Meadowlands Racetrack. Uh, excited to be here myself and Amani Toomer. If you're heading out to the game, please come here first. Say hello. Amani signing autographs. And, uh, and of wait course. Wait a minute. Wait, what? what, what, what who signed me up for that? 
What do you mean? Look at all your. Look, we, <laughs> I'm look, joking. We, I'm we joking. brought we bought sharpies. I'm joking. We brought just, sharpies for you. Just offering up my services for free. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Absolutely. the Michigan way of life, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get your calls next. We'll be right back. Ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Now back to New York Game Day with Amani Tumor, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I think we're going to get a heavy dose of both Saquon Barkley and Brees Hall today. Uh, we'll do a deeper dive into that matchup, of course. We're with you until 11 o'clock this afternoon, coming to you live from the Meadowlands Racetrack. Myself, Amani Toomer, and Mike Tannenbaum coming to us live from Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, gentlemen, we've got a boatload of calls. Let's get to them. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Looking forward to the game today. It doesn't look like the rain's going to hold off, but uh, just for history, 30 years ago today, uh, Giants were the home team against the Jets, and uh, it was a similar weather day. Jets won 10-6, lot knocked down the ball in the end zone last play of the game. Hopefully it's not that close today, but chances are it will be. I look at this matchup, and, you know, I as I think the Jets are slightly better as an overall team roster-wise, <clears throat> but I think the, Jet, uh, the Giants' defense has really shown me something the last two weeks. They should have beat the Bills. Um, they gave a, probably a lousy Washington team, you know, they held them. So I, I think this comes down to Martindale against Hackett and Wilson. And if Wilson avoids the big crucial mistakes, I think the Jets could win a close game. It's just, he has to prove it to me. You know, I'd still, there's unknown about Wilson. He's made some improvement. Um, I don't like them coming off the bye, but at the end of the day, like Amani said, uh, it's tough to win games in the NFL. They were already won two. If they win the next three, that's five in a row. That's really hard for a little above-average team. So if I am going to lose a game, as as much as I would hate to lose to the Giants, if you could give me the Charger game and the Raider game right now, and if I have to kind of lose this game today, I could accept it. But I want to beat the Giants today, so go Jets. Ira, thanks for the phone call. Amani, if you could allude to it, I mean, this is a Giants team held the Buffalo Bills to 14 points, the Commanders to seven. What has changed? Because it's a much different defense we've seen the last two weeks than the start of the season. Yeah, for some reason, I think the defensive line has really started to create the push that they did last year. They're becoming a tougher team to run uh, the football. Their secondary is not only covering better, uh, they're pressuring better. And one thing that they've been done appreciably well over – the beginning of the season is open field tackling. I mean, Micah McFadden, um, you know, uh, uh, Okereke, Brent Okereke, all those guys are really open field tackling much better than they were earlier on in the season. And Banks is another one, the corner, the rookie. I remember when he was trying to tackle Debo Samuels, it looked like he didn't belong on the field. But, man, now – some of the plays that he's making and the confidence that he's getting, it's just, it's very good to see, you know, you got, um, you know, uh, uh, there's just, there's just so many uh, players in this, in the seat, you know, you got that, that are playing so much better. 
I can't even really understand how night and day. The, 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 I don't understand what clicked, but something clicked. Something has clicked. Mike, let's let's go to you on, on this in in regard to this Jets defense, right? Um, you know, I think I think a lot of credit is given to the Giants in regard to Wink Martindale and his schemes. As for the Jets, it's just it's unbelievable horses in their stable in 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 how they've drafted and and who they've brought in here, right? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, certainly. You know, getting their corners back today should be you know paramount to them. You know, ho- hopefully both DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner play. They're expected you know, to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And one of the really interesting things that I'm really fascinated just thinking about this game is, you know, how is Brian Dayball going to attack them? And I think, you know, just knowing Brian, I think they're going to run right at Sauce Gardner. And then I think they're going to throw the ball in the middle of the field. And, you know, that plays to the weaknesses of the Jets' defense. You know, Sauce is okay at run support, not great, so I think they run at him. And I think we're going to see a lot of, you know, plays, design, to throw in between the numbers because that's where the Jets will be vulnerable. So should be really a great chess match. That, that to me, is I'm looking forward to that. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, with Wink and, you know, Amani alluded to it a little bit, Anita, but, you know, is he going to – obviously, he's going to want to bring pressure, but you got to mix up your coverages. And how conservative is this Jet offense going to be? And that's, to me, and Ira alluded to it, that's the fascinating part to me is, is Robert Sala going to let them throw the ball down the field knowing that – it's probably the only way the Giants can win this game is if the Jets turn it over on offense. Mm. And, and that's one of the things that, that Zach Wilson actually has been doing well is limiting the turnovers and giving the defense an opportunity to win football games, hold opponents to under 13 points a game, and, uh, and, and give Zach Wilson in this offense good field position to start. You know, that's what defenses and special teams do well. 800-919-3776. Let's go to, uh, is, is it E. Frank in Astoria? A Frank? In, in my pronunciation? Yes, it is, uh, Miss Anita. Yeah, I just uh, say, you know, I want to wish Zach Wilson very well. I know his family. I know him personally. And I would just like to say I hope he does well today because I don't know if he has all the offensive weapons that he needs to win a game. You know, you have Quincy Williams on the defense. You have Mosley. You know, those are two guys that are uh, know Zach Wilson's strategy very well. But we don't know what the tricks the Giants are going to bring today because they, they really – Many people say they don't have nothing to play for for the rest of the season, but uh, they could do a lot of damage. The Giants uh, are there to uh, help their NFC uh, counterparts. They're not there to, like, you know, win something like the Super Bowl. So I, I think that this game is very important. I think the score probably would be 34-16 uh, to 16 on the, for the Jets, but it's not going to be a very easy game. And I just want to ask your opinion what you think uh, the, Zach Wilson is up against the uh, this uh, this afternoon. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it, Mike. Why don't you respond to that? Your your thoughts on Zach Wilson and uh, and what you've seen from him uh, lately, and and what you think. Listen, one thing we do know, uh, he's not great against the blitz. And one thing we do know is that Wink Martindale loves to blitz. So I, I just I, I just don't think this is going to be a great matchup for Zach. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, you know, it's really interesting, like. <clears throat> well, first of all, you know, they had a bye week, so who knows? Maybe he went to Australia and looked at kangaroos. Who, who knows what Zach did? <laughs> on, on, right. But I would say this. He has gotten better, and it's all through the lens of, you know, is he the second pick of the draft or is he just a young quarterback? Because he is getting better, right? So, yeah. And, and if you're asking him not to lose, that's a pretty low bar, which he should be able to do. But I agree, Anita. And that's the other part about this game that I'm interested in. 
because I agree with you, and I think if Robert Sala was here, if he was being honest, he would say, I worry about the pressure looks that the Giants are going to bring, and now that, you know, the Kayvon Thibodeaux and those guys are playing better, like, it's going to be, they're going to have to be patient today, in my opinion, to win, and the question is, will they be patient on offense? Yeah, to me, this is a Brees Hall game. I mean, if Brees mm-hmm. Hall, the Jets go as Brees Hall goes, because if they can force the game, if, if they can, if the Giants can contain Brees Hall and force Zach Wilson to beat them, then I feel like with Wink Martindale, I remember playing against those Ravens teams and that this kind of 3-4 scheme that's just very tricky for quarterbacks to really decipher where the rush is coming. And so I, when I look at this game, I think if I'm the Giants, I'm loading up the box, making, making sure that Brees Hall doesn't beat us, and then I'm going to get him in third and long, and I'm going to come with all these exotic blitzes. I remember when we played the, the Ravens, when uh, Eli's first, one of Eli's first times playing against them, I remember he, can, they, he was so confused, and there were so many different looks that were coming out that I'd never even seen before, and at this time I was like 10 years in the league. So there's so many different window dressing things that will trick a younger quarterback, and I feel like if, if they're trying, the, the only way the Giants really stop this offense is first of all, they gotta stop Brees Hall, and second of all, they gotta get into the Zach Wilson's head and have him seeing ghosts. 800-919-3776. We'll continue with your calls. Let's go to Joe calling in from Oceanside. Joe, good morning. Hi. Uh, love you guys. Amani, you got to yes. do me a favor. What's you got You got to push for Justin Fields. Daniel Jones might not play no more. Tell me he wouldn't be the best quarterback the Giants could get. Nope. Nope. And that's nope. It. Justin Fields. Nope. Wow. Nope. Like this isn't fantasy. Like that, that, that would you know how how much you would have to move the heaven and earth to make this whole thing possible. And by the time Justin Fields comes, if to entertain your uh, your statement, I mean the, the entire team would be different. Like it's not it's not that easy to move these type of young players that uh, that have shown promise. And I don't know. I just I feel like. Uh, it's I, I just don't even see that even being a possibility. Mike, Mike, uh, really quick, Mike, because we, we are, and, and I, I do want to spend some time today. Again, we're with you until 11 o'clock. Obviously, the trade deadline uh, coming fast and furious. It will be here on Tuesday on Halloween, and so I do want to dive into a, a few of the names out there, players uh, well, we're, that we're, are, we're, are expected. We're, yeah, we're trying to finalize a trade with Amani, so hopefully we'll <laughs> have somebody better by now. I'm still a free agent, so you never know. But, uh, <laughs> and, and we're, we're going to dive into that a little bit later on in the show for sure, but you know, is is Justin Fields a, a player that you know that, that you would be calling the the uh, the Chicago Bears about right now? Yeah, yes or no or why? Yeah, I just basically it's really hard to trade for a quarterback in season, like to learn a system. Like you know, earlier Amani alluded to, like how you know Tyrod Taylor could actually help Daniel Jones for all the years of uh, knowing the system. So I think that'd be really hard. The one quarterback trade I would say that could make sense, guys. Is Ryan Tannehill to Atlanta? You know, Atlanta has a good team, struggled at quarterback, and Ryan Tannehill played for Arthur Smith at Tennessee. So that's where, like, to connect dots. Now, offseason, all bets are off. You know, anything could be on the table. But between now and Tuesday, I, the one quarterback trade that makes sense to me is Tannehill. Yeah, I feel like people don't understand, people don't give credence to. You can get a, a, a one player in one system is very good. Another player in an assist, another system, like quarterbacks aren't interchangeable. Players aren't interchangeable. There has to be some sort of history to make these trades. And, for, and second of all, who's going to trade for an co- injured quarterback? Like Justin Fields is injured right now. Why would anybody want to take that on, not knowing? It, it just 
These are, these are, this is what happens when, fantasy peop- when people think that fantasy football <laughs> is real football and not taking the personalities or the you know, skill sets that the players actually have into account when they're making these fantasy deals. 800-919-3776. We come back. We'll do a deeper dive into this matchup. We'll continue with your calls. We have Amani's keys to the game for both teams when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Get ready for Amani's Keys to Victory. That's right. It's time for Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. Amani, let's start with the Giants. What do the Giants need to do in order to beat the Jets today? Well, this is going to be a defensive battle, so I'm going to start on the defense. The number one thing the Giants need to do is they need to stop Brees Hall. He is such an... uh, he is such an effective runner. He doesn't need a lot of space, great vision, and can be a game wrecker. Has home run hitting speed. That means he can score from any place on the field. Brees Hall cannot be a factor today if the Giants want to win the game. Number two, I would say once you stop Brees Hall, then you force, the, the, you force Zach Wilson, the young quarterback, in third and long situations, and that's when um, – that's when Wink Martindale starts getting in the head of Zach Wilson, starts having him start to see ghosts, not knowing where to set the protection, not knowing where uh, the, the, the rush is actually coming. Because with these 3-4 defense, it's very tricky to, to be able to anticipate. If, it, if a defense really holds to their shell look, holds to their pre-snap read look, uh, and makes Zach Wilson read on the run as he's dropping back, very hard thing to do, something that – if the Giants can get into Zach Wilson's head. And also, on the offensive side of the ball, this has to be a Saquon Barkley day. Saquon Barkley has to have over 150 yards all-purpose for this offense of the Giants to have that balance to force the Jets' defense to play both ways, use both hands, not be able to just load up on the run and, and put the Giants in those third and long situations and be able to pin their ears back and go after this offensive line. So those are my three, three keys. Um, Saquon has to, be, has to have a big game, 150. Zach Wilson has to start seeing ghosts. They have to get after him in the rush. And they mon- number one thing to, for the Giants to win, stop Brees Hall and this Jets running. So those are your Giants keys to the game. What are your Jets? For the Jets to beat the Giants today, what are your Jets keys to the game? Well, first of all, the, the, the big thing that the Jets have to dominate is the defensive line. Their defensive line has to attack the Giants at their weakest point, the offensive line. And that means Quentin Williams is going to have to have two sacks today, minimum. Let's say, as, as the betters would say, he'd have to have two Two and a half sacks today. <laughs> they have to win. <laughs> so I think two and a half for him is going to be good. Uh, they're going to have to stop Saquon Barkley. Like a, it's a conversely, the Giants' offense goes as Saquon Barkley goes, and if uh, if they can get after Saquon Barkley and force the Giants to put the ball up in the air, uh, then then that's a problem. And w- the last thing for the Jets that they have to do is, I mean, this is a defense that people have really been much ballyhooed. They've been talked about. There are going to be the 85 Bears. This entire defense has to put on a dominating performance uh, to quell the, the hot Giants. I, it would be hard to say. Their offense is very hot as opposed to 
uh, it's one of the best parts of their team right now, which is surprising how futile they were in the beginning. They have to expose that defensive line, I mean that offensive line, uh, for like, like it was exposed early on in the season. And if, if they can shut down Saquon, and uh, th th those are, that's one of the major, major keys. This defense is going to have to have a huge game to dominate and take off the, the and kill the desire that every, all these Giants, uh, the Giants have a little heartbeat right now. You're going to have to quell that heartbeat and, um, and just have a, a dominant wire-to-wire -wire performance. These are Imani's keys to victory for both the Giants and the Jets, brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. I also want to remind you, this portion of uh, New York Game Day brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. And also uh, by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus for schedules and fares. Go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app, buy store, and scan your tickets. Make sure you do all of that. 800-919-3776, uh, the phone number. That's how you get on. And Amani and I coming to you live from the Meadowlands uh, racetrack right above the FanDuel Sportsbook. So make sure if you're heading out to the game, you're, gonna, you're, you're about to tailgate, pop over here first. Come say hello. Amani's signing autographs. Uh, I'm shaking hands and kissing babies. And, of course, Mike Tannenbaum is joining us from Bristol, Connecticut, because uh, he is earning his paper today well, all they, over. They didn't have the budget to get us all out here because Mike, Mike <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. a lion's share of our salary cap that we have here on this on that, New York game. That is, well, you know, it's funny <laughs> you mention that because we're trying to finalize this trade for you for Brandon Tierney, and Fox is really concerned about what you're making. So I'm waiting to hear back from Jonathan Woodthrop and Justin Craig to see if we can throw in some cash to get this deal done. I don't know, man. We got some. We got a whole bunch of potato chips up here, and uh, we got some footballs around here. We can add those all in. Some footballs I'm going to be signing later on. So. Are you Are you going to the game today? Yes. You are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, you're not going. Do you go to Do you go to every game? I do. I do the post game show sometimes. Oh, okay. And then I'm doing a chalk talk with Jason Seahorn. I'm interested. I'm glad to see. I'm I haven't seen him in years. So oh, it's really? Cool to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every time it, I, is, Every time. Every time. I, every time I hear Jason Seahorn, I think about when his pants fell down. Oh yeah. Yeah. I he, can't help but do it that. It was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And instead of tackling, uh, I can't remember his name. The, I can't. He instead of tackling the receiver, he let the receiver score and pulled up his, his pants, and I knew uh, we had we had a tough day that day. Yeah. That was. <laughs> That was that was pretty rough. That would have been memorable. If, no, that wouldn't have been that great if you had tackled him with those pants on. That wouldn't have been. Eight, anyway. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna take a page out of. Uh, Brian Dable's book. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Um, when we come back, Jordan Renan is going to join us. Jordan was supposed to come out here, uh, but he said, oh, I'm running late. I think it has to do with the fact that it's raining. I, okay, Jordan, no. I know you're listening to the show, dude. He realized uh, how far of a walk it was from the stadium to the racetrack. It is it's Amani, about a mile in change. Amani, people don't walk here. They drive here. You're the only one who walks here. I know, but I was like, I'm, I have my car parked there. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be great. You, but park here. And then when we're done with the show, you jump in your car and then you drive over to your parking Anita, space. Anita, that is why we have an obesity problem. <laughs> People don't want to walk. We just get out and walk. It'll be fine. It was just about 10 minutes. I kind of walked, jogged it, but it's pretty far. <laughs> with, his, with, with his 430, 40 speed, Mike Tannenbaum is 430, 40 speed. Going 39 yards. He, he <laughs> hey, you know what they say. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Just like my Michigan Wolf.
Wolverines. You know what I mean? There you go. Jordan Renan next right here on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>